Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Here we go. Well, welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Miss D. And today we have, I, I could sing a little bit sometimes, um, we have <laughs> a guest that I think I've mentioned on this platform between my mini shows since about October, maybe since October, when the first um, part of like the constructions that started in my house, um, it was in October. And so I've been mentioning this person here on the show multiple times. It's been part of, you know, me tapping in and, and it's all because of a follow. It all started with a follow. It all started with, with, a, with a, an IG live you went on with a dear friend of mine who's been a guest here before. Um, you guys know her as Bagels and Bros was formerly now Naomi Hedes. And she was, she's my food and health coach, which that's a whole journey that's been working out on a different level. Let's just say that. Um, but, um, you know, I have now another guest and I'm super excited because it's funny. It was in the episode with Naomi, the second time I had her on the show that I said, I think I need to work with you. And I meant that. I meant it. And so that's still part of my manifestations when it comes to this new guest who's here today, who's going to grace this microphone and this platform with offerings, with gems, with a whole vibe and a whole new space for all of us um, on this episode. Would my guest please do the honor of introducing herself and her company to my listeners? <laughs> wow, you <laughs> rolled out the red carpet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so I'm Julie Jameson formerly redo your room online on Instagram um I went through a whole rebranding but basically I'm an interior decorator and I help high vibe women elevate their space and transform their space to match their vibe yes so that's what I do and now my handle is Julie A Jameson on Instagram yes yes so I love that you mentioned that right because I think that goes hand in hand with a lot of the shifting and a lot of the changing and a lot of what you preach yeah. to us. I'm one of those people who totally, you didn't even know you were preaching to me, but I am. I'm one I of those did Totally one of those people. It's amazing. Um, but you know, it, it goes hand in hand with what you believe in, what you preach in. Right. And I think it's important to notate that because let me be honest with you. I cannot tell you how many times I've been told, are you always going to be double dose of mystique? I've been asked. You know, we know Double Dose of Raw Talk is the show, but are you always going to be Double Dose of Misty? And I said, you know, I've thought of it. I have to still think of it. Give me a second. I'm, I'm going to get there. I have to really tap into that, right? Because it's all part of like the wellness journey. It's all part of where you're going, where you're headed, your goals, right? Your vision of where you see your branding go. And I think it goes hand in hand where when I step into my house, What's my vision? Where do I see my home going? What, what angle am I taking? How do I envision my space, right? My home, my safe haven. I've thrown that word out in this, on this microphone, like you have no idea. <laughs> and then I realized one day, and we're going to dive into that a little bit, just how dark I was keeping my safe haven and it wasn't so safe anymore. And it's a true reality, but as you guys heard it, Julie's here with us and we're going to tap in. So I need all of you guys to just forget what, for a second, just forget 
what that one room or that one corner or that one cabin or that one closet looks like in your home. I need you guys to just tap in real quick and listen to what we're going to talk about today because it makes a huge difference. It has been making a huge difference for me just to listen to what Julie says on her IG lives, on her stories, everything she shares and posts. It has made such a huge difference with the shifting and the changes I've made since the little bit of construction has started in my house and the little bit mm-hmm. of changes I've been able to make in my home. And it's still part of the manifestations that I will work with Julie in the future. Believe me, it's coming, but um, it's coming. It's coming. I know it's going to come. I know it's going, I'm going to be in a good position to be able to do so because it's coming. And I know it's going to come and I feel it because there's more changes that I'm going to be able to make to this home, this safe haven of mine um, and not neglect the single corner but for now we're going to forget what that corner looks like for all of us and I want to I'm telling you it's the yes. awareness yes it is it is it is and if y'all know Ms. D y'all know my self-awareness is that all time <laughs> high these days your girl's holding herself accountable for a lot of things don't get it I am so we want to dive into the first segment of the show which is the raw mess of the week and usually with this segment we talk about current shit that might be relevant to the topic at hand right anything that might be happening in the outside world or anything that just in general may strike a nerve a little bit, right? And so I kind of wanted to bring to the platform something that I experienced, right? And I'm going to call this the raw mess of the week. And, and it is a little okay. messy. It is a little messy. And I'm going to get real personal here. I'm going to do a little bit of a confession. Um, I have been getting rid of a lot of furniture. I have been letting go of a lot of items. Yes. I have been, you know, moving... <laughs> pieces around making more space in my living room right and there's still more pieces that gotta go but you know I gotta get the right manpower in here to help a girl out because I'm only four foot eleven <laughs> there's only so much I could do with that big desk that I have there that I'm no longer using right I had a gathering in my home and I'm gonna make this the raw mess of the week because everybody's face was like oh my god and I'm like see that face y'all y'all really scrutinizing <laughs> me of how I used to have my homie and that's okay But you know what? Sometimes you need those looks. Sometimes your family needs to be able to say, it's about damn time. It's about Uh time that you made these changes. Look at your home, right? So with the raw mess of the week, I want to highlight the mess that I had going on with my life since October. Um, I was given um, a piece of furniture that did come handy for me. It did. At the moment, I was so indecisive of what type of couch I wanted, what was I going to do? How was I going to do it? And someone gave it to me at about last summer. They're like, this, I got to get rid of this. Do you want it? Great. And I took it and I think it worked out great. Everyone who would come visit, love the couch. They love how it would feel. They would throw themselves on it. They would fall asleep. Everything was great. My son adored it. When I tell you the couch was so comfortable, it was so <laughs> amazingly. I had the best naps on it. I'm not going to lie. And those are not easy to find. No, but guess what? It wasn't me. (laughs) I was not connecting with this couch. I I did not feel like it was part of my home as much as everyone loved how it felt, as much as those naps felt so amazing to me. It it never felt mine. It, It did not feel like it fit into my home, no matter which way. I would turn it and, and everyone's like, stop it. You just need to put it on that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. And I would create those excuses. But what it really was when I started tapping into it, it just was not for me. I was not connecting with this couch and it was beautiful. It was big. People fit on it, everything, the whole nine yards. 
it was just not for me. And so the couch had to go and it's okay. We parted ways. I had like this whole like <laughs> word with it. It was like, you know, my son was like so upset to let it go. Cause he's like, I love what are you couch. doing? Like, you? <laughs> he was trying to measure. He pulled out that measure. Like, Girl, trying to see if it could fit in his room. Like it's not going to happen. Just let it go. At least um, he said that. Cause people don't even do that. <laughs> we gonna dive into that one. The measuring tape. Y'all. We're going to dive into it, but it just wasn't me. So it was time to let it go. And I went ahead and I made a decision with a couch that was more for me. And in that moment, when I say it was more for me, it was more for what my soul needed. I realized that from the summer to October, when construction started happening with my windows, we were making changes with my windows. We changed windows from two of the rooms towards the outside of the house, which is great. Everything is wonderful. I started realizing that I did not just need construction. I needed to let go of things, things that were no longer fitting into my space and things that were no longer fitting my life. And I say that to say y'all mm-hmm. since making those changes, because your girl, was going down this very dark hole because everything, I realized everything in my house was either in black or really, 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 really dark blue. And at most a dark gray. I realized just how much I I was creating dark spaces for myself. I had no a cream color. I had no white color. I, it's like, I had no belief in white or cream. Like I really <laughs> analyzed myself in that moment. And I said, is it that I don't like the colors or is it me? Is it something inside me? And so I have this gathering and I'm going to tell you, it's the first time my family comes into my home, including my best friend, shout out to my best friend. And she was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> your space, like, you know, what happened? Say, she said, bitch, your space looks nice. Like my mother, <laughs> my, about mother time. <laughs> my mother even said, Te felicito, Cita. like, congratulations. It's about time. And I wanted to make this a romance of the week because for one, I encourage everyone out there who notices that maybe something is wrong with someone or they're not in a good space, even in their own home to not take that. And it's okay to say that just, just with the right approach, it's okay to say that because it came to light mm-hmm. that, you know, the question started being, you know, I just didn't understand why everything was so dark in here. I just said, like, w- were you going through something? You know, the question started shifting into, you know, this is bringing light into your home. You actually have the window open. Like you can actually change that color and put this and do that. And, and one of the things they said was there is so much space. It's like you could breathe now. And I wanted to make this the mess for this episode because we hear so often people say, well, at least you have a roof over your head. And yes, that is a blessing these days. A lot of people don't have that. But when we do, we don't have to limit ourselves to what that looks like. And exactly. we, have to we should honor it. that. Yes, honor it, right? The same way you make sure you look good when you walk out that door, well, your house also still has to look good too. And by looking good, I don't just mean aesthetically. I really mean it by the energy. It brought me so much joy that people were happy to come into my house. And I don't know if that means that before they was not very happy. <laughs> but that's where the mess comes They're in. like, do we have to have like, oh my God, a get-together? Let me bring her like a balloon or something. Like, oh my God, like Daisy. You know, but now I felt the energy and the vibe so different. And I wanted to dive into that and yes, really start, yes, yes. you know, addressing that here, Julie, and get you on this conversation of the raw mess of the week of what difference it makes when someone starts 
to shift their space based on their energy and their vibe. You want to hit us off with that a little bit. And we're going to dive right into that. Listen, (laughs) like where do I start? (laughs) We have to really start looking at spaces way in a in a in a deeper way instead of how we normally think we should look at them which is at a surface level right Mm -hmm. at a surface level of like this is a beautiful space oh my god it's gorgeous but is it who you are do you connect to it it's almost like when you see a guy in the street right you're like oh he's fine okay but what else he has to offer like is he just cute or like can I have a conversation with him can I go on a date with him? What if I have drinks with him? Is it going to be boring? Am I, is it just the face that I'm going to admire and nothing mm. else? If mm. it's nothing deeper than that, then yes. on to the next. Like, I need to be able to connect to you. I need to be able to have similarities with you. I need to be able to just feel you at a, vib- at a vibrational level where we are really in sync, mm. right? And Mm. that's how our environment should be. Mm -hmm. We should feel so connected to it. We should be in love with every single item that is in our space because it should be intentional. When we're decorating, it should be, it should be like this almost, almost like a relationship. Like what are you offering? What are you offering me? Right. And what am I offering you? Because at the end of the day, I always say our spaces should always serve us. Mm-hmm. And then we should tend to our spaces in return. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not tending to your space at the current moment, but you're over here trying to manifest something better, the universe is looking at you like, you can't even take care of your one bedroom apartment. And you want me to give you a house? Like, oh, come on. Like, oh, what are you that, telling Julie. me here? <laughs> you, how, how is it that you, you're, you're wishing and you're praying for something better, but you can't even appreciate what you have at the moment? Mm-hmm. And yes, some, and sometimes we look at spaces. This is very common. When we look at spaces, we think, oh, well, I'm only going to be here for a year to paquet. What does it matter? You it know, and matter. it matters because within those one or two years, you can be going through, I don't know, a new job. Maybe you have a baby. Maybe you get engaged. Maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe you end the relationship. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe so many different things that, that can happen within a year or two, but how is your space going to support you during that transition? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if it can't support you during that transition, then it's not serving you. Mm-hmm. And if it's not serving you, then how are you able to create anything in your space? How is it able to support you? Because right. we have to really stop looking at spaces. of like, Oh, I'm just coming here to lay my head. That's it. I go to work for 10, 12 hours, whatever your shift is. If you do overtime, I come home, I sleep, I get up in the morning. Okay. Are you giving your bedroom the attention that it needs at the very least? <laughs> right, right. Are you going with a mattress that actually you can have a good night's sleep in? Right. You know, because our sleep determines how the rest of our day is going to go. Yes. And when yes. we open our eyes, what are we looking at? Mm-hmm. You know, when we touch our feet on the floor, do we enjoy the rug that it's touching? Mm-hmm. If you're not into rugs, is the floor at the very, very least, at least supporting you in that way where this is how you're going to start your day off. This is the first thing that you're touching when you get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like we have to really start looking at things so much deeper when it comes to our spaces. Mm-hmm. The, the, the comforter that you have, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel? Yes. Do you feel itchy? Do you feel opulent? Do you feel regal? Do you feel like super supported? 
how do you feel in your mm-hmm. bed? Mm-hmm. Like really mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. And when we start thinking about our spaces like that, it's like, wait a second, I need to give my space some goddamn attention here. Yes. Because no wonder I don't feel good. And when we don't feel good, it's so hard to elevate. It's so hard. We could be doing all the affirmations, reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, watching all the YouTube videos, Googling so your eyes are bloodshot. Right? Like you could be doing all the things, staging, everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. therapy, all of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're spending time in a space that you're not connected to and that is not serving you whatsoever, it is going to be so much harder to keep that vibration high. It's true. It's very true. Because you come in, like you can probably say you come into your space, you're like, oh my God, this dark furniture. And you could just, you could have just finished meditating. And yeah. you're like, you open your eyes and you're like, oh Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you the couch I have now, it is not by no means the size of the other couch, which by the way, I did not use the measuring tape when I took that couch. Let me just, I'm going to admit that this is going to be the wrong mess of the week. I'm going to admit it. It's one of the most common decorating mistakes. Y'all get so caught up in the look and you don't dissect. And I did it right. But in the little couch that I have, and it's just the one couch because I'm being intentional with the decision of the next piece that's coming. Cause I, I, I didn't want to make it just all the sets just because no, it can be another different couch. It could be, some, it doesn't have to be just the set just because that's how they're selling it. I was so adamant yes, about that. Yes. And so that's a common mistake that people make. They think that you have to buy the entire set in the showroom. No, you don't no. need the bed, the nightstand, the dresser, the armor. No, you don't need the entire you set. You don't. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've learned that. I've learned that. I've learned that through Julie, right? <laughs> I have, but so one of the things I find myself sometimes taking naps on my sofa and you know what? It's a beautiful thing to take naps on a cream, very bright color. It's a bright cream. I call it the bright cream, right? Because when the light touches, it's bright and two pillows that say home sweet home. And I actually like leaning my head on those two pillows because I do feel like it's home sweet home. I feel that way. I really feel like this is my home. I feel warm. I feel safe again. I feel like it's welcoming. I You're feel forming a way. relationship with your space now, whereas yes. before it wasn't. No. And I've been in this new house for 10 years. Shout out to my <sighs> parents on that. 10 years. I grew up in, in you know, my hood. Oh they, my they, they made their investment. Shout out to my parents for that. But for 10 years here, I, I did not take the time to really discover how I make this one my home. Like it's my, like, like, how do I do it? And I never discovered it until now, until now that that I really put in the work. And that's something that happens a lot with our generation. It's because we, our parents were immigrants. They came here. They didn't know the language. The last thing on their mind was let me decorate my home. They're just happy to have a goddamn place to live at. So it's at the bottom of their list. To them, it wasn't important. To them, they were just surviving. Mm-hmm. But we're different, mm-hmm. right? We are educated. We have money. We speak the language. We have so much more privilege than they did. So to us, we can live differently and it's okay to decorate our spaces. I think that sometimes our generation just feels bad. We're like, like you said, there's so many people out there who don't even have a home. Right. There's mm-hmm. so many people out there struggling. And that was a mindset that I had as well, as far as like, when I was working with clients and it's like, mm-hmm. my friend had to check me. She's like, girl, not all of no. us are struggling out here. Right. Like, there's a lot of us out here thriving, mm-hmm. like truly thriving. So 
we have to like for us it's different we have the opportunity to change things we have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to say I deserve a space that I feel supported in I I deserve a space that I feel myself in because Mm -hmm. it is who I am because it's Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by things that I love my passions my likes the patterns the colors everything is totally me Mm -hmm. it's basically an extension of who I am I can do that I have the option to do that right and it's okay to choose to do that there's nothing wrong with it because at the end of the day it's part of our wellness our our environment is part of wellness Mm -hmm. it's not just your health it's not just the nutrition it's not just the the mental health it's not the physical health it's everything Everything. because like I said you can have all those boxes checked off but you come to a space that doesn't uplift you and that doesn't support you and that you can't thrive in and you can't flow in and you can cannot feel at ease in all of that goes out the window. You cannot maintain that. Yes. Your, your, your thoughts are going to get in the way. You're going to start feeling depressed again. You're going to start feeling the low vibration. You're going to start, you know, hearing those negative thoughts, all Mm -hmm. of that, because your surroundings do not support the new version of you. Yes. Yes. So there's no container for it. Your environment is a container. Yes. Right. Not only is it shelter, it's a container. Yeah. So if the container is not matching the content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. What are we doing? You're right. I can You're start. trying to recycle. You're trying to put the contents into a container and it's not matching. It's not it's matching. Not working, the matching no. is not matching. The it's matching not. is not matching. The ratio is not equal is not working none of it it's not working no matter how much we try and make it make sense it's just not making sense at all it doesn't make sense you cannot put a round shape into a square like you can't Mm -hmm. and a lot of us are so fixated and like no I'm gonna just you know it 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 was handed down from this person I got at the garage I got it from the sidewalk I don't know (laughs) you know how we be sometimes yeah we just be like trying to think we're like some of us just be watching too much goddamn HGTV which like, I do not. I refuse. <laughs> After a while, I was like, no, I'm changing this channel. I cannot do this anymore. Um, no. Because I'm going to also say, I don't even know if that, you know, the one item that they're showing is really meant for me. You know, their intent and what their purpose is on their end is completely different from what my shopping intent and purpose is, right? And so after a while, I also had to turn away from that. You know, I'll give you a perfect example about another thing. You know, a lot of people, um, one of the things you said is depressed again. And I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly what I I felt was happening to me. I was going down that um, path of feeling depressed again feeling unhappy not feeling completely fully happy and what's crazy is and I've been very transparent on this um recently um I still go through my shit I still have things going on right there people life life keeps lifing and 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 people are adulting and that's what it is but despite all of that and with all of that and and going through every single day I still wake up feeling a great energy because of how my bed feels. I still wake mm-hmm. up seeing brightness because my desk chair is right next to it and it's white and it's gold. And it just gives me this brightness when I wake up. It's no longer just this black, dark chair with a black, dark desk. You know, it, it, I don't feel that anymore. What I have on my desk surrounding this space is with purpose is intentional. I have a, a little frame right here that says good vibes. I have the pin. Let's not go too far. <laughs> from the robe with Vecina Couture investor. Yes. Like I keep it right here 
with the abundance leave and there's a second one in the wallet. Like there's just so much that I I keep here with a purpose. There's things that I keep on the desk with a purpose. And that's how I'm starting to shift it too, right? Um, One of the things you also said, you cannot fit a a circle, a a round item into a rectangle, right? You can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot just force things to fit. At some point you have to, like Julie said, listen, I'm dating. If it's, if it's not going to make sense, it's not going to make sense. Right. I I'm also not going to prejudge based on my poor decisions in the last 10 years in my environment. Right. So I'm not going to, we've all come on. We've all made mistakes. I'm not going to do that, but I also need to be very aware. So self-aware to what those red flags are. And that applies to everything in your life. Like they're there. You're just choosing not to see it. You're choosing to just turn a blind eye because, well, that's what I have. And that's what I'm going to work with. No, you don't have to. You can make the changes you need to, to make it feel like home for yourself. Right. Even to the point of dating. Right. I even went through a phase where I was like, I don't want any man coming into this home. I don't, I, it just doesn't feel like a space. I want anyone to step into something was holding me back from that. And so now that I have a different space, I'm like, Hmm, okay, well, you and I have been talking for some time, you know, maybe I can invite you over, you know, maybe you can see what this space is like, right. Maybe you can feel this energy. So, and then you can decide if this is something you want to continue with. Right. Because mm-hmm. I would hope to be able to determine that based on someone else's environment, someone else's home, right. And see what vibe I'm getting from them. And I, and I love that you brought that up, right. Because that has a lot to do, you know, people throw out there and say, I date with the intention of marriage. Great. So do I, you say, so do I, but I also did with the intention of filling out that vibe because I need to know even before I get to that marriage, what is Listen. the vibe in, in what I'm stepping into? Literally, I need that to. intuition ain't wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like I said before, it's you, you gotta, it's almost like, it's almost like you have to see how the, the vibes are right and stop looking at the the cuteness, stop looking at his physique, stop looking at whatever it is that's making you blind. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, some some people would just like literally hypnotize you with their looks. It's like, yeah. Jesus, God made you? Like, oh when, how? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Julie, focus, focus. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what's, what's deeper? What's, yeah. let's, let's ex- excavate what's going on here. Like to really see if this is a match because it's like, at the end, I mean, come on, the looks ain't gonna last. Yeah. We're all true. gonna age, we're all gonna get old, all of our teeth are gonna fall off, we're all gonna be shitting on ourselves on our diapers. So it's like, can, can is this sustainable past yes. the physical? Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. So that's how we have to look at everything. Some some of y'all, some of y'all listeners even have names for your cars because those are your babies. So, I mean, imagine <laughs> taking care. And, you know, I'm a new driver now, right? I have my license and even, and, and now that I'm embarking on the new, you know, I, I want to get a car and I need to make a decision and I'm searching and I'm, you know, because once I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, right? But even that, I, I want that car to be me. And, and, and the way you're going to treat that car, the way I want to treat that car is, like it's my baby. Like, like this is my, also my safe haven when I'm driving, where I'm going, that, that car is going to hold every piece of music and all my lyrical abilities in it at all volumes and at all tones. And, and so that's a safe haven for me. Right. And so 
even that decision process makes a difference. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's a little bit comical to me, right. When you have people who are like, now that's my baby. I take care of her. I wash her every <laughs> single weekend. Your house is like a whole mess. Like, it's like, what are we doing? You know? And so it's, not it's just, a priority. It's, it's, a, pri- it's, it's right. a priority thing. Exactly. Like it's equal. It's equal. It's not, I could, because, you know, you're my car and people see it. I'm going to take care of you. But, you know, I don't let people in my house. So I, to your point, I barely sleep there. I, be- I just go in there to sleep and that's it. No, it's all part of you. You're, it's not for what you're doing for everyone else. It's all part of you. That Everyone else comes naturally. But mm-hmm. if this is for you. This is for your decision for you. And, and what that environment looks like for you, whether you're driving, whether you're sleeping, where you rest up your head, is the same thing at your office. Your office space is a difference when you're going to work. If you work yep. from home, that office space makes a difference. But when you're going to work, you want a certain energy to come into that office, into that space, right? Like that is one of the places we can get equally stressed out the most. Just like and we spend does. so many hours there right. too. It's like, exactly. why are we not going to make it into something that makes us feel amazing? Because Absolutely. we're producing there. Absolutely. You know, we're making money there. It affects whether or not we make money. It affects how we market. It affects like, if you're even in the mood to get on Instagram to talk to people, because it's like, I don't really feel good in this space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. And then your motivation goes down. And next thing you know, you're not making money. And then people mm-hmm. and then people feel the energy too. Yeah. Even, even though it's through a screen, you can feel somebody's energy through a screen. And the tone. The tone, everything. everything. And yes. that's why I make I make it a, a thing. Like if I'm not feeling good, I'm not. I will fall off the face of Instagram. I'm like, I'm not even going to try to put my energy out there because I'm not having a good day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's why it's so important for our environment to be something that we actually want to spend time in yes. because it affects our mood. It affects our mental health. It, it affects so many things. Like a lot of us are out here trying to like manifest babies but your bedroom looks like shit like you're you're trying to entertain but your furniture is looking all crazy like Mm -hmm. you don't even have like a place for people to put their drinks at but you want to be like you want to be the house that everybody goes to the yeah it's true it's true it's true you have to really think about like your priorities have to be straight. Like, mm-hmm. and if home decor is not important to you, then it's not important to you. But do you have to also realize that it affects other areas of your life? Yes, that's the part. That's the part. Yeah, because it's not just furniture. It's not just paint. It's not just rugs or curtain. It's not just that. That's why there's so many different kinds of beds, so many different kinds of curtains, so many different kinds of rugs, pillows, everything. Mm-hmm. Because everything creates a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Everything gives off energy. Yeah. Everything gives off a mood. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is what is your intention with your space? How what is the mood that you're trying to set in your space? How do you want to feel in your space? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because when people come into your space. They're going to feel that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it here. I love it. This is like the best. And that's how everybody life. should feel. <laughs> everybody should be like, I love it here. I don't want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she's home. Don't yeah. bother her. Don't call yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. Once you tap into yourself and once you become that self-aware of what your space means to yourself and then to others, that's really when you're going to make the changes you need to make for you. And you're really going to discover that on your own. Um, I want to be able to dive into the next segment because it is a perfect segue to go into it. Yeah, and the as raw as it gets, I want to go into 
decluttering the personal life and space <laughs> because you know julie grace is so much with you know it's like the dating it's like the guy right i can tell you how much decluttering i've been doing with all these exes which is great i feel fantastic right let's um, release please. yes release right but when you think about the actual decision the the action itself and decluttering a space and letting things go of things that you no longer use that it no longer fit in it I want to know a little bit of the background on how everything started for you with your business. <laughs> when I decided to do an online vision, visual board of how I wanted my living room to look. It was so easy to put a picture in there because I learned that from you. And if it didn't work, I deleted it and I put something mm -hmm. else in there because I was trying to visualize it. I, I, was, I did so many, so many you have no idea. My sister was oh, getting so flooded. Proud of you. My sister was getting <laughs> flooded. I'm like, which one do you think? She's like, oh my God, but everything looks so nice. Oh my God. And listen, it's still not perfect, right? Um, some of them were saying, oh, you know, it's a journey. You know, the, oh, your TV stand looks too small. And I said, well, you know what? That's easy to fix, right? Because I like a small TV. I don't really like a big TV. But now that I have so much space, I might not decide to get a bigger stand and get a bigger TV. But I wasn't going to get there. I wasn't going to embark on that decision and on, in that journey until I was able to visualize everything else. It's not a loss for me. I could either repurpose this TV, I could repurpose the stand, or I could sell it, or I could give it to someone. Whatever I feel like in the mood in that moment, I can make that decision. But the first step was for me to make those changes, for me to visualize mm -hmm. something, to shift into that, into that world for me. I, I, this time I measured and I knew the measurements were fine <laughs> as far as like distance and space and all that good stuff. Right. But I needed to take those first steps before I can make any, any long-term decisions. Right. I am actually someone who fears really, 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 really big TVs. Oh, wow. But now that I look at how my living room is in the open space and I realize now I feel a little bit more comfortable getting a bigger TV. It's you about see? comfort. It's about yep. how I was coming to terms with my space, how I was trusting the space I was creating for me, for my home. You know, now with the new decisions I'm going to make finally with that extra room that I have in this house and I know <laughs> where else I could move things into, I could do a lot more, but I needed to start the journey. And it's a journey. It is a journey. And so I wanted to know about your journey in this business. How <laughs> did this come to be? I do want to know this because well, how much time you got, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, give us a little bit of the background because give what I want to dive into is how did you really get to the point of voicing out to the world with your offerings? the importance of the declutter and redoing it? For me, I've been doing so much inner work. And I feel that it's it's almost like hand in hand because for me, I struggled a bit to find my footing in the design world mm. because nobody looks like me. Mm. Because I'm not a designer, I'm a decorator. There's a difference, you know. Mm -hmm. And in the in the interior design world, designers are like more elite and like they look down on decorators a lot. So even though we do the same thing, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of one has a degree and one doesn't. And right. I have no, when I tell you zero, zero fascination with what's behind my walls, I could care less. Right. I, I really don't care. Yeah. I don't care about knocking down a wall. I don't care about nothing. It doesn't interest me whatsoever, which mm -hmm. is why decorating is my thing. Like put up right. the walls, 
and then we can get going. Then we could we could get this relationship going. But behind yes. the wall, don't talk to me. Like, yeah, go yeah. talk to your contractor. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, like, I struggled a lot trying to find my footing in in the design world because I was just like, and it's been a journey. I've been doing this now for, I would say about 12, 13 years now, mm-hmm. but like fully, fully doing it probably within like the last five years okay. because I was, I was also in my HR world that mm-hmm. that's where my background is human resources. And, you know, I kind of just, I kind of just what I, I now know I didn't just fall into decorating, but I thought I was, I fell into decorating at the mm-hmm. time, but decorating really started for me in my childhood, you know, because, mm-hmm. because of how we grew up, we grew up in a studio apartment and it was me and my sister, my two sisters and my mom. And my mom is, you know, very resilient. She's, I get that from her. Like she will make a dollar out of 15 cents. She's that, that chick, like give me a problem and I'm gonna solve it somehow, some way. And so um, the kitchen was really, really big. And so what she did was she divided the kitchen and made it into, made the other half into a bedroom for me and my sister. And she put a bunk bed embarrassing as shit but anyway the actual studio she also <laughs> used the leftover partition wall uh-huh. from what she used in the kitchen in the living room to make to split it into her living room and the bedroom really but the partition wall was cracked it was not yeah. a full like floor to height like floor to ceiling partition yeah, wall so yeah. it was just like you could literally tiptoe and look over and see her bed it was so embarrassing okay. and I was just like this gotta look cuter somehow. Like I can't be having <laughs> friends coming over looking. Like no, this is embarrassing. And it was just like I, I found myself like rearranging things and trying to make things look cuter. And I'm I'm also starting to remember a lot of my childhood because it was so traumatic that a lot of it I have forgotten as as of like a, a way to cope with the trauma. Right. So like now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to remember a lot of the things that I couldn't remember before. Like my little still little literally be like. Julie, remember that? And I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. She's like, you were there. I was like, no, I was not. Mm-hmm. She's like, you were there. And I was like, I do not remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, like, then I went to HR and I wasn't fulfilled. I was making good money, mm-hmm. but it just, it, it, I wasn't there. Right. Yeah. It, it just yeah. wasn't feeling good. And, and I was just, I was, I was going through a really dark moment in my life, a lot of depression yeah. that I didn't know I was going through depression. I was depressed since I was a kid. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, I had my children and then I was still trying to do it all Mm -hmm. and still trying, I was still climbing the HR ladder and I was so unfulfilled in my career. And I just kept doing it because I was on autopilot and I just didn't know how to get out of that cycle. I was like, I know that I don't love this. It doesn't feel good. It feels, it it just feels like shit. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to go to work constantly calling out. Like I just, was not connected to my job. I was good as fuck at my job. Right. But you I was didn't so have a good, connection. But I did not have a connection to it. And then um I always say that the universe, like if we don't listen, it will literally knock our fucking world upside down. And mm. that has happened to me so many times because I'm stubborn as hell. And <laughs> my son ends up having a, a third degree burn on his hand. He was had just turned one. Oh my goodness. And I was working at an HR job as a as I was working as an HR director up in Yonkers and mm-hmm. I was commuting from Jersey to Yonkers. It was crazy. I don't know why I thought I could oh do all God. of this. I was commuting from Jersey to Yonkers to the city to back. All, it was just nuts. 
and he ends up getting burned. I ends up quitting my job. Okay. And I was on unemployment. So, you, you, you know, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> HR yeah. director unemployment. It's like the only shock. It's like yeah. very traumatic. Then my husband has a stroke. We almost lose the house. The car gets repossessed. It was just one thing after the mm-hmm. other, after the other. And I was just like, yo. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't get out of bed. I was so depressed that I could not get out of bed and I remember like the only thing that I found joy in was watching HGTV Mm. that was the only thing because I it almost became like a game like I was like I know what they're gonna do yeah like you know in the beginning they're like the family's like oh this face just doesn't feel good (laughs) and I'm just like I know what he's gonna tell them I know he's gonna tell them and I'm just (laughs) and it almost became like a game like I'll be there with my you know, like a soap opera, like a telenovela. And I'm like, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> and then, so it became fun for me. And I was like, ooh, I kind of like this. And why does this feel easy? And why does this feel like second nature to me? Like, I'm not even thinking about it. It's just like, I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I started, I bought myself a sewing machine. I made curtains from the house because it was a new construction when we moved in here like mm-hmm. 15 years ago. I started painting every room and I started to like feel really I didn't know back then that it was meditation for me. Wow. Because I literally lost track of time. Like, I remember my aunt Trisha called me one day. She's like, are you going to pick up your kids? And I was like, what time is it? She's like, girl, it's like three o'clock. I'm like, oh, oh shit, God. I'm getting in the car now. <laughs> I literally lost track of time, like painting. Yeah. yeah. Because it was just so relaxing for me. It was such a complete opposite of human resources which is so legal and black and white and boring and right. dry and just like ugh, to this like creativity and when I was younger I used to enjoy drawing and I didn't even remember I used to enjoy drawing until okay, I got older the attachment to that trauma, yeah right. I started to get connected yeah. to the things that I loved when I was little Amazing. you know what you know music dance singing I was very artsy yeah. and I forgot I was artsy yeah, you know, because I was just forced to grow up so fast because I had my first child very young. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was that responsible one who, you know, had to make sure, you know, now you have a kid you got to take care of. And right. it's like fun. Ain't nobody having fun. You got to raise right. a kid here. Yeah. So it become, it's like it's like you're you're going through these traumatic events that are really numbing you mm-hmm. is what I'm starting to learn now mm-hmm. where I wasn't feeling I was just living but I wasn't living. I was like literally floating Mm -hmm. on top of my body all these years and just kind of like almost like an airplane. Yeah. 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 You know? And then when I started dabbing back into the arts and the creativity and the the home decorating, like girl, I just felt so alive. I was just like, listen, this HR shit ain't working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I I literally, when I will walk in and I will walk into work. Like I just felt this dead weight on my shoulders. I was like, life has to be better than this. Like I can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, how do you get out of this cycle? This show is sponsored by Queens Infusions, a mompreneur owned brand that creates terpenes and CBD infused wellness products. Woman owned, mompreneur, small business owned, Queens Infusions wellness products are homemade in small batches from locally sourced ingredients. And they are my absolute favorite to mellow out to chill to enjoy the scent the taste Ooh, you name it you don't want to miss this go to the show notes go to queens infusions etsy shop and at checkout use ddrt code for 20 percent off courtesy of 
Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. Yeah. And then it just finally, like, I, I ended up quitting because I kept going back to HR because it was so safe. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't trusting myself. I was like, oh, my God, because I was I was um very uh, controlling and mm-hmm. very like, no, this isn't going to work. This can't work. Like, mm-hmm. this is the only way that I can serve is through HR because I, you know, it, it brings me a good income. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trusting that there's a better way and that mm-hmm. there's another path because I'm here. It didn't make sense to me. And I was right. very logical at that time right. because my brain. And that's another thing that I realized that HR was very traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. It brought up a lot of anxiety for me because you're always trying to be one step ahead of the employees to yeah. try to avoid lawsuits and avoid all the shits that they be trying to throw at you. So you're preparing, you're constantly preparing for the worst that may never happen. Right. So it's like the only anxious, toxic environment. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> and I'm right. here trying to go to therapy. I'm trying to better myself. But then I go to work and it's like I'm going five steps back. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was just like, this just is not it. Yeah. And I ended up quitting and I had, you know, I ended up going to therapy and I was like dabbling in the business here and there. But there was just a lot of trauma there, too, that, you know, as business owners, we don't really know it's connected to our business and why we're not manifesting. Right. Right. So I, it, it was a constant. It's, and I'm still on that journey where you constantly yes. have to always heal. Mm -hmm. all of that that's happening in order to flourish in your business and in order to support people in order to like really share your gift with the world authentically you know because in the beginning I was in the wrong circles I was over Mm -hmm. here like fucking Facebook groups from freaking Kelly from Kansas and shit (laughs) and I'm like why am I in this goddamn Facebook group I don't know nobody here nobody from (laughs) ain't nobody got curly hair in here like why am I in this Facebook group but then I was like this is the only decorating group I can find. And then it's just like, <laughs> why am I? Th- so it was just like really trying to find out what it is that I do. It was yeah. really, really hard in the beginning because it was the DIY community or it was the farmhouse community. Or it was just like this whitewash community that I did not feel connected. So I was just like, what is this shit? It's boring. Where's mm-hmm. the color? Mm-hmm. Somebody show me the goddamn color, please. Because I can't. Right. right. And, and, and then I end up, you know, finding out that community. And I was like, oh my God, where have all these people been all my life? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. It's very true. And I feel like a culmination of all of that, it's just like you you find a community that you connect to and that you're like, you relate to them mm-hmm. because they are you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like all these things start coming out that you didn't even really know were there. And you're just- yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a full circle for you, even yeah, so naturally. Been- yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's almost like it, it evolved as I was healing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. My yes. space impacted my mental health. My space got me out of depression. My space got me out of bed. Mm-hmm. My space gave me a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I can't be the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And then why is it that our community doesn't think we deserve this? We are the ones who deserve it the most. <laughs> That's the part. That's the part. It's, it's, so we don't, we don't, we don't. Black and brown people, m- minority, I don't even like to use that word. We deserve a safe space, a sanctuary the most mm-hmm. because we're dealing with so much heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're filled with trauma. We're filled with depression. We're filled with anxiety. We're filled with all this mental health, yeah. all these issues that a lot of us don't even know we have, mm-hmm. you know, um, childhood, tra- so many things. And mm-hmm. it's like, we're the ones who deserve a safe space the most. Yes. 
Yes. I, one of the things that just came to my mind that you mentioned, right, about um, our parents, right, beginning from them, immigrants, you know, what, what their approach was to a safe space was you get all dark furniture so it could last you long enough because that's what was safe, right? Because we're here to hustle and bustle. We're here to work, right? But we, we got to make a living. We have to keep this roof over our head, you know, um, four kids, two adults in a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> um <laughs> when you said bunk beds girl there was bunk beds on one side bunk beds on the <laughs> other side and you know what I, my parents know I, I thank them for everything and how they how they made it work right but I realized even then like my mom would try with a splash of um shower curtains or a splash of this <laughs> to put a little color but it was always the safe angle it was you know your fridge was white your stove was white and your dining room your sofas and all the other furniture in the room was either that really 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 dark brown or black that's how it was that was your safest route to go so it can last you so you don't get it dirty right because once uh-huh. you get it dirty oh my god right like because uh-huh. it's just so many of us here or the plastic that covers the plastic it. covers right that's <laughs> the thing that's, that's your safety net right the plastic yep. is covering it everything is fine it's going to last us for 20 something years this this couch uh-huh. set is going to couch is going to last us for 20 something years and so we're fine this is our home that was that was their definition of safe and and it never occurred to me if if my mom was ever truly happy with what she had there to be connected with you know looking back on a lot you mentioned um one of the things the back-to-back things was your husband suffered a stroke my mom ended up suffering a stroke right it's so easy to be on the day-to-day life hustling and bustling and doing so much and then boom life hits you right but when you think about it it has so much to do with your environment it has so much to do with what's in your space and clutter is something that I feel can really sink us into back to the childhood traumas into the depression again I feel like the clutter really makes us feel sometimes even suffocated like we can't even breathe it blocks it it like clutter literally is the death of manifestation yes Yes. You cannot create or invite anything new into your space if it there's no space for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling Naomi the other I was like, you're literally telling the blessings, stop at the door. There's no room for you here because I'm just gonna chill with all this paper over here and these mm-hmm. shoes I don't wear and these mm-hmm. jeans I haven't worn in 10 years and all this. I don't even know what's in the drawers. Mm-hmm. Because this is safe for me. It's comfortable. I'm used to it. I'm gonna stay here. Mm-hmm. instead of getting rid of all of this because it's mm-hmm. already served me it no longer serves me mm-hmm. I'm in a new chapter in my life I mm-hmm. need to get rid of all this dead weight mm-hmm. in order to bring in the blessings but if you cannot make space for it mm-hmm. where is it gonna go yes yes absolutely you're, right. liter- you're literally saying nah go next door go to my neighbor I'm okay here. <laughs> my I'm okay over here. <laughs> go to the next family and go give them the blessing. At That's this what point, you're saying. Blessings in this house don't know which door to knock on. <laughs> this one, like, y'all, y'all all rejected me. There's clutter everywhere. And, and I'm going to say it because if I go back to the points that you brought out, we live in a multifamily home surrounded by family. We all grew up once upon a time in a two bedroom, four kids, two adults. Now it's a four family home, four kids, two adults, and our extended families, right? but those habits have continued. Those habits are those habits that, which is why I've been here 10 years and I haven't been able to allow myself in making that space or being so self-aware that I need to. 
Yep, because I will say that too. When my mom, she was so tired. I remember that the dining room, the supposed di- supposedly dining room table mm-hmm. was almost like the the catch all for the mail. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up that it was always I feel, I feel was, seen. <laughs> it always had mad mail on it. I feel so like, seen. Yo, like what is this big ass table doing here just to catch mail? And I caught myself doing the same thing in my house i was like Mm -hmm. wait a second oh no 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 everybody to the goddamn table and clean this shit off like we Mm -hmm. eat here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like so you have to like be like you said aware of Mm -hmm. the patterns Mm -hmm. because it's what we saw growing up so for us what you see you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. it's your environment Mm -hmm. it's how you grew up and so it's second nature to you to move the same way your parents moved Mm Absolutely. But because we we're now trying to do better, yes. we have the awareness. Yes, you know we can do different. <laughs> yes, no, we can. And you know what? Read me for it. Complete. You have the green line right now to read me for it for filth for decorative filth too. I mean, you're making it look good right now because it's needed. It's needed. And and one of the things I've committed to, and I actually added one to to the to the assignments on a weekly basis here. And I learned it from uh, an event I attended on Saturday, y'all. So one of the things I do is I decided now garbage bags wise, I buy the biggest ones, right? And the reason why, I mean, it's a family of two here. We don't really have that much garbage, right? But <laughs> the reason why I do this is because I know that there's things that no longer serve me that I cannot donate. So we need to throw them out. And I know there are things, a bunch that we can donate. So we need to fill up that bag and let it go. And so that has been our journey for quite some time. Now, let me tell you, my son literally has a walk-in closet that he's never been able to use as a little walk-in closet. It's time. It's time. Like we need to get rid of this stuff and it's time. I was so ashamed and I looked at him and I said, I am so sorry that all my strategy was let's just put it in the closet and deal with it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've dealt with this. I apologize to myself for having done that to my closet that in my little 4411, hi, I can literally walk into my closet if I wanted to, but I can't because it was, it's been so cluttered in there. There's no point in even trying to do so because my strategy was I'll take care of it later. I'll deal with it later. And I just pushed it in. And so the assignments have been for us every single week. What clothes is it? Can it be donated? Goes in this bag. Can it not be donated? Well, it has to go here. Mm-hmm. What is in there? That piece is it recyclable or not? Okay, recyclable goes over here. It's not garbage. It goes over here. Every single week, this is us, and I committed myself in purchasing intentionally bags to do. That is a so person dope. I met this weekend. She said, every week I look at my closet, and if I see I haven't worn this shirt in this much a long time, these pants in this much long time, then it has to go. Why? And am you're I still giving it to somebody to who can actually make use of it. And it's like, for you, it's, it's no longer serves you for someone else. It's a gift. It's Right. And, and that has really, I said, you know what? I need to spend more time with my clothes because what I do for my clothes now is let me tell you, there's bags of clothes everywhere, but they're all folded. They're all washed. Right. And then I just put them right into the drawer. But am I really paying attention to that clothes? Am I really mm-hmm. looking at it? Am I really saying I'm constantly washing you, but am I wearing you? <laughs> am I wearing you? You know, the things that we do, I'm telling you, what because clutter, do. clutter, usually, usually, no, clutter, clutter. literally <laughs> is chaos. Yes. Yes. Clutter is chaos. Yes. Yes. If, imagine, like, imagine, like, I 
listen, time is precious for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend time looking for shit. Be like, I know I put my keys here. Why are they not here? Where did I put my keys? There's these, my favorite socks. Where are they? I know they belong. Where, like, mm-hmm. I can't. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to come into my space, know where things are, grab them easily and keep it pushing. Yes. Our space should provide ease for us, not mm-hmm. chaos. And when we hold on to clutter, it's chaotic. Yes, absolutely. It is. It takes up unnecessary space. We don't even know where to turn. We don't know where to go. I don't know where to sit. Well, can I breathe this You way? can't turn. I can't. I can't turn. <laughs> I can't. You can't turn. You can't sit. You can't do I nothing. I have to speak to the items and say, excuse me. Like, because I have yes. nowhere to, to, to pass. Be like, um, who's in control here? Is it you yes. or is it me? Yes. Like, no, yes. I am the, it's me. So you got to go. And, yes. and it's, and I get it. Like people are attached to things for certain reasons. Maybe it's a memory it evokes for you. It's you're attached to the, to the timeline. You're attached to the person you're, you are attached to whatever it is that you're attached to, but you have to think of it. Like I'm a different person now. I am. Yes. We all, I'm we not are. who I, yeah, I'm not who I was before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, as, as we age or as, as we get older, some of us, you know, we lose weight, we gain weight, our clothes no longer fits us. Why are we still holding on to things that don't fit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're a new version of ourselves. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're shedding layers. Sometimes we're filling ourselves with love and, mm-hmm. and all the good vibes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we eat too many chips when we're watching TV, but that's yeah, okay. But that's okay. But, but you know, but everything you else happy. also has to shift with you right exactly. it's what makes you everything happy. has to shift with you and our environment is supposed to evolve with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's supposed to evolve with us it's not supposed to stay stagnant it's not supposed to like you're not supposed to grow in your space not grow with you right. because then it's not serving you anymore it's not providing ease for you because you can no longer function in your space right and it's you know what else puts into perspective for me you know you think about a lot of people look at the riches that people have, right? And oh my God, they have this mansion and it's beautiful and they have this pool and they have this, this and that and the third and blah, blah, blah. And yes, that may be beautiful. And yes, that's gorgeous. And you know what? If that person is truly happy, then great. I'm happy for them that in their big home, they are truly happy. But sometimes I wonder if in fact, did you decorate that or was it your interior decorating designer person who put their likes to it? I sometimes wonder how much at home do you truly feel in those big mansions? You know, you hear stories. I'm, I don't want to make this a sad moment, but I'm going to point him out because he's someone who it stays with me and he was not from my time, but Kurt Cobain, he's the one that, mm, yeah. you know, he, he, it just was not enough. And, and he was unhappy and, and he, 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 he left on his own from this world, right? Because mm-hmm. it didn't matter the money. It didn't matter the fame. It, none of that mattered to him. He just wasn't happy. And when you're just not happy, it doesn't matter all the riches that you have, right? It has to be your safety. It has to be your safe haven. It has to be your home, your love, your environment, your energy, your positivity. All of that has to so do whether connected. I am rich or not, whether I am famous or not. At the end of the exactly. day, we're all human and we bleed red we all have those internal emotions and those thoughts that we have to cope with and deal with i mean think about the most richest people in the world who are miserable as fuck yeah they're so unhappy yes they can have the most beautiful home in the world Mm -hmm. but 
they're not yeah. a happy person they're because happy. they're they're just they're unfulfilled. Right. Right. Which is why it's all connected. Right. Like I said, like you cannot be doing all the inner work and then have your outer environment not match that work. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But the same goes like if you have a beautiful environment and you're not doing the inner work again, the vibration is not matching. It's not aligned. Right. So That's it's true. like you have to have both happening in order for you to feel happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that you said that. I do because I don't think people get it. And I do think sometimes like um, they're open to the idea of it. Right. But there's a little bit of hesitation. And um, what's funny is we what we just highlighted because, you know, my audience knows I'm very transparent here. What we just highlighted was actually going to be for the double or nothing. And we ended up highlighting it in the as raw as it gets. So I'm going to switch it out. And the double or nothing segment, I want to highlight a piece of this. Right. I want to highlight what does that mean, right? The real problem of letting items go and that being an actual breakup, right? Mm -hmm. Of when we're breaking up with those things. Um, Same thing as with people that no Mm -hmm. longer fit into our life or into our space, the actual grief of it, the actual healing process and making those changes. This is not a joke. Honestly, like any listener who's tuning in right now, if you, if you told a friend to tell a friend and told the other friend to listen to this, if you want to forward this to someone, please do so. There is a grief process to the letting go Mm -hmm. of things in your home, especially when you, from in my case, sustained this relationship for 10 years with these things, but it was time to let them go. Oh my God. Funny enough. I also let someone go who I sustained an on and off relationship with for 10 years. How funny is that? Wow. I just had a realization. All right. But (laughs) I just had a whole realization, but the breakup piece of it and the grief piece of it, of, of letting it go because it just doesn't fit anymore what would be your best guidance in that to anyone who might be going through this right now because we talked about when our blessings are rejecting us because we haven't made room for them in our home right when we don't have that connection because we made that impossible within our space right because we haven't allowed that what does that breakup look like what is your best tips and guidance for someone who might be going through that right now very similar to a, to a relationship breakup we know that it's over way before we we even let it go mm. Mm. we know it's over mm-hmm. we, it's just for us of of having that realiza- realization and making a decision mm-hmm. because we know how that item makes us feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we look at it it doesn't make us feel good when we sit in it it doesn't make us feel good when we mm. use it, it doesn't make us feel good. So why are we holding on to things that don't make us feel good? It's the same as with a relationship. Why are you holding on to someone that doesn't make you feel good? Absolutely. You have Absolutely. to really tap in and ask yourself that question. What is it? What is it that you're afraid of? It's almost like if your friend was in a toxic relationship, what would you tell her? I mean, you know, yeah. so why are you not doing that for yourself? Yeah. And sometimes you have to really think about it. Like, is it a worthiness thing? Ooh. Is it a deserving thing? Mm. you know, is this not important to me because I'm not making the connection of what it means to have things that no longer serve me that I have outgrown? Why am I holding on to something that I have outgrown? Like sit and think about that shit. Journal about it. Oh, my journal. Ooh, journal about it. Like why is, (laughs) why am I holding on to something that doesn't make me feel good? Why am I holding on to something that just doesn't serve me anymore? It doesn't serve a purpose. I don't enjoy looking at it. I don't enjoy using it. Nothing. I don't enjoy it. So why am I holding on to it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why am I being dependent on this item? What is it? What is it? 
what it, what's all the, oh, Julie. What's the underlying, what's the underlying issue? What is the underlying issue? Do, again, do I feel like I don't deserve a beautiful space? Right. Do I feel like maybe people would think I'm too uppity if, if I'm now into beautiful things? Right. Like, do I care about what other people say? Do I feel like I don't deserve? Like, what is the cause of this? Why am I feeling like this? Right. Right. You know what you just reminded me of? And this is going to sound so, I don't know. Listen, whoever didn't like the movie, tough shit. Do you, did you ever watch Think Like a Man? The movie? Yes. Okay. Do you remember when he didn't want to let go of the couch when she wanted to change the environment? <laughs> this just reminded me of that. Yeah. Because you said, what's holding you back? And oh my God, this is first of all, Steve Harvey needs to have you on like think like a man three. Okay. Like you need to step into this because this just like got me excited, y'all. Think about it, right? Because it just reminded me of this. It, it's an aha moment, right? Him not wanting to grow up. Mm-hmm. Holding he on was holding on. Couch. He was all, holding on to that version of himself yes. that he knew he had to let go of in yes. order to be with the woman he wanted to be with. Commit because she wasn't. Yeah, she, all of it. Like it just, it just reminded me of that. Like literally, while you were speaking, you said, "What's holding you back with that?" I literally just saw him when he throws himself on the couch and refuses to move, and it's like you are holding yourself back. This fear, this fear of commitment, this fear of the having to grow up. It was that couch of college. And she's like, Mm -hmm. come on, like we got, this is not going to fit in the space anymore. We're past that. We're past that chapter in our lives. He just wasn't giving in. And I know it's a movie guys, but it's also not. This happens in real life, right? The message behind it. It happens so many times where when two people are no longer aligning it's because of little things a lot of times it is big things right but it's because of little things it's like you said it was leading up to that right it did not just happen mm-hmm. like overnight right and so we have to pay attention to those things when you said you know when you look at someone that was you know you no longer like them listen i've been a fan of marble <laughs> tables for years and I knew it was over the moment i was no longer <laughs> in love with my table and i was coming i was just like oh like I was just getting so, and I would make those faces to my poor table and it's not the table's fault. It's just, I was no longer there. The table's like there and why she looking like, at me like that? What did I do? <laughs> like, I'm not going to write, but I, I just, I just want to hold your remote. Yeah, like that's all. <laughs> and I was just no longer there. I, it, it's just, I, I, I feel terrible, right? I, it just wasn't me anymore, right? And so now that I have another opportunity to get a counter high table, I have an opportunity to be intentional, be purposeful, collect those mm-hmm. pictures, create the visual board for myself of how my room is I going to look in that corner and, and make sure that when I make that decision, that's going to be my table and it's going to feel so beautiful and I'm going to love yes, looking at yes, it. Yes. Um, but all of that to say, so very true. Thank you for that major tip right there on, on what it's like through the healing process of breaking up even with an item in your home, even when it comes to the things that don't fit. Exactly. And when we hold on to things that no longer are aligned with us, again, we are blocking ourselves from growing. We are blocking ourselves from that newer version, that new chapter in our life, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're holding that, that item no longer fits in our space. It doesn't go with the new vision Mm -hmm. Yeah. because now we're in a new chapter. Mm -hmm. So the vision has to match the chapter. Yes. Yes. And the items in the vision need to match the chapter. And if they don't, then what are you doing? Yeah. 
again, you're blocking the blessing. And we also have to learn to forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. I say this a lot. We have to learn to forgive, forgive ourselves for not giving our space the attention that it deserves. Yeah. Because I think that that also stops us, stops us a lot in the journey of decorating. It's like, you're so like, you feel so bad. You're like, damn, I just put all this crap in here. I just closed the door. I give it no attention. And it's just like, you know, it's it's like, you don't even want to open the door because you don't even want to look at it again. Cause you're just like, oh God, I, it, it's just drains. You just like, you're just like, I don't want to do this, but it's like, forgive yourself. It's mm-hmm. all right. Like mm-hmm. we all make mistakes and then just tackle it because focus on the end result focus on how you're going to feel once it's already done and completed anybody would think julie's been in this house and saw that room she has not <laughs> but everything she just said it's like she has a camera in here knows exactly what happens when i enter my home you know exactly and one more note because if there's anything we do on this platform here on this show we keep it all the way raw okay and and i have no problem being very transparent that extra room is actually the first door to your left-hand side as soon as you enter my house. And now it makes me wonder even more if the clutter I have in that room, no matter how much I manifest so many things, if I have made it a point that I'm not allowing those blessings to enter, if I'm not allowing all of that, that the greater energy to continue to enter the way it needs to, because it just put into perspective for me. Uh, y'all just getting a whole explanation here. You enter my house and it's on the left-hand side is the door that's right there. And that's where all the cluttering is. That's where the st- it's become the storage space. Energy flows. Mm-hmm. Energy has to flow. Mm-hmm. And what happens with energy when it becomes stagnant? It ain't flowing, girl. It ain't going nowhere. Nobody's elevating. It's not, it's not good. No, nobody's elevating. But in order for positive energy has to flow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and again, when we have things in our space that don't serve us, when it's literally taking up space in our space, mm. visual people, right? We're all visual. It's almost like you're filling your room with water, mm. right? Mm. But if you got so much shit in your room, it, there's only so much water that can go inside. Mm. Think of water like energy. Think of water like manifest manifestations, blessings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How am I going to allow this liquid gold mm. to enter my room? If I have it filled with a bunch of shit, it's not going to go in. It may squeeze through the corner and through the cracks, but it's squeezing in. You're only getting a taste of it. Yeah. When you can have an overflow of liquid gold. Yes. Yes. So why are you saying no to the overflow of liquid gold? You want to, you want that shit to sneak in through the back of the dresser Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to overflow into the drawer. Mm -hmm. Why? When you could just remove the goddamn dresser from the room and you're, you're, fucking room will be filled with liquid gold absolutely absolutely why don't why are we rejecting that Josie came to read me she said it loud enough for the people all the way in the back because she definitely said it loud enough for me um (laughs) before we go into the last segment and the double or nothing I want to highlight two things for you when I didn't notate it to you in the agenda the other one just came to my mind um the measuring tape this one is crucial for me when it comes when listen let me tell you something yeah okay it's been like all over i'm gonna start giving them out for free at this point you get a tape measure you get a tape measure you get you get a tape the oprah of measuring tapes okay like it's amazing and her whole vibe is like it right so oh oprah got nothing on you when it comes to this okay how many fucking times i gotta say you gotta measure you gotta measure right like but you know what's crazy to me it's like 
it's something so simple, right? And so for one, I happen to have a measuring tape in my house. I just, you know, in good old fashioned, I put all the little tools in the same section and then I don't know where they are, right? So we go next door to ask my brother-in-law for the measuring tape, right? Which thank God he always has a measuring tape with him, right? Like this is I his like thing, yes. I like your brother. This is his thing, right? It's, it's his thing. And so sometimes I'll be like, but Daisy, did you, did you measure? I'm like, yes. And I asked for a picture and I told them on the other side for them to measure it too, because I measured my side over here. And he's like, okay, we just got to make sure. So, you know, I've learned with this, right. And it's something so simple, but not everybody does it. Not everybody has this, right. And it's so easy to have it as an oversight to not have this measuring tape with you. Right. But what I want to encompass when it comes to the measuring tape itself, right. The amount of energy that goes into the planning process and then to have the one component that could have been (laughs) so avoided by just measuring just dimensions. That's all it took for it. Then you have to start all over or for you to have to Mm -hmm. fix the problem or for you to have to now go back to the drawing board to find Mm -hmm. another an alternative, a plan B, Mm -hmm. C, maybe D because if if, if B and C (laughs) sold out, then now we need a D, right? Like, what, what is your best advice besides get a measuring tape, but what is your best advice for people to understand the importance behind this? Because I don't think people understand that. I think they get so fixated on the aesthetic and they don't realize everything else. Listen, <laughs> this is why when you go online and you look for a sofa, you are overwhelmed mm-hmm. because there's so many different styles, so many different colors, so many different sizes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one more time, so many different sizes and that is because people have different spaces Mm -hmm. everybody's space is different Mm -hmm. not everybody has the same size wall Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. even if you live in one of those you know how buildings are like the line e is all the same layout the line a is all the same layout okay yes the walls the measurements or are the same but the people who live in them are not the same Mm -hmm. so let's say you have a I'm just gonna pick a number out of thin air you have a five foot wide couch I'm just exaggerating Mm -hmm. but you know that you are not this like 90 pound person you fix so why are you gonna go and get a sofa from Ikea and you thick like it's not going to support you. Right. And on top of that, you're not measuring right. because Ikea has hundreds of sofas that are different sizes. They have a love seat. They have a sectional. They have a sofa. They have love seats that are as wide as a sofa. They have sectionals that are as small as a love seat. Mm-hmm. They do this intentionally because people have different spaces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the furniture is supposed to fit the space. Yes. Yes. And you have to think about that. You have to think about also when you're in these furniture stores, these showrooms, there's no real walls up. Right. So the sofas, you're not getting a realistic idea of what the sofa size is because it's not in your home. It's in a showroom, mm-hmm. a showroom with maybe one wall where they have the painting on top of the sofa. And that's it. It's not four walls. Mm-hmm. So it looks different in the store. And then when you bring it into your house, you're like, wait a second, this shit don't fit. <laughs> or it's too small. It it's too wide. <laughs> it's I can't get it through the door, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and it's because we get fixated on how it looks, mm-hmm. right? But when you measure, you already know. It's like, you're making your life so much easier because you're now um, eliminating the the unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Now you're focusing on only what will fit in your space. Now you're like, wait a second, this 
this um wall is only a hundred inches wide. I can't get anything that's let's say bigger than 75 inches if I want side table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So now I'm only looking at sofas that are 70, 75 inches. Mm -hmm. Why am I looking at a sofa that's 120 inches? Amen. Amen. It ain't gonna fit. And then why am I looking at furniture that is not gonna support my body type? Mm -hmm. Amen. Just because just because I want to skimp on my decor. I want to be cheapy choppy with my sofa, but I want to step out the house with a fucking Gucci belt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why is your belt more expensive than your sofa? Mm -hmm. Explain it to mm -hmm. me. I'm sitting and I'm waiting. Explain. Are, are you sitting? Because it did, doesn't make sense. the seat go down? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I'm over here with a wood plank in my goddamn sofa because it's like I'm I sitting so much and it can't support my weight right. and so it's denting. And it's a real thing. It's such a real it's thing a and it's real okay thing. And if I'm that's just like, the reality. Why? It's okay. I'm just like all you had to do was get it get a tape measure. Mm -hmm. And we have to really understand that it's okay to take your time with your space. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be rushed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I think sometimes people get so excited of like, I don't know if it's social media. I don't know what it is. It's like, you want to present this thing to your friends and to your family for everybody to see mm -hmm. it. And oh my God, for, I don't know the likes, I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but it's just like, take your time with your space. Take your time to find the perfect sofa. Take your time to measure. Mm -hmm. Take your, take your time to plan. Mm -hmm. Take your time to actually have a solid foundation before you go out there and start shopping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know, what's funny. I do think social media does have a lot to do with it. I don't want to pin it all on social media, but I do think it does. And I'm going to tell you why, because I am one that eyes as big as they are, they pop out even more. They're glistening when I see something that looks so beautiful. But only this year in the decision-making process of a sofa, of a couch, right? Did I have to sit there and say, but is that going to look right in my house? The way mm -hmm. that this is being presented here on social media, it, I don't have everything that's in this picture in my home. So it has to fit to me, to what I want to be in my home, the energy, the vibe, the colors, right? Um, the other question I did want to ask, and, and this is just a quick tip for anybody who is transitioning from going from really, really dark, dark colors, dark spaces, um, shifting into embracing and accepting color into the environment, right? Into their space. And but they, they hesitate a little bit to go full throttle with it. So what is one small tip or maybe two or three that you can give someone like just like in, in they're making the transition, baby stepping in into welcoming color into their space? What would be those suggestions for you? Even if it was just one of them, just throw it out there as one gem. I think for somebody transitioning, it would be something, I would say something that is can be easily reversed. Oh, like maybe a rug or pillows oh. or curtains. Okay. For me, because I'm just bold, I would do paint color. That's just me. And for me, I enjoy painting. It's meditative. I get into a meditative state when I paint. Yeah. But to other people, I know they're not like that. So paint color is one if you're down with paint. But to do it in something that you can easily reverse. I like right. That. And then be okay with taking chances. Okay. Because again, like your space should be a reflection of you. If you are a very colorful person, if you are someone who's very vibrant or you're just someone who color makes you feel alive, mm -hmm. then why are you not having it in your space? Mm -hmm. Y'all, she just read me. And just me. take a chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like, just 
take a chance. What's the worst that can happen? You have to return it. Yes, it's a hassle to return things. I'm always saying, make sure you, you know, I'm mm-hmm. always preaching, like, mm-hmm. make sure before you buy the, but sometimes when you're like transitioning into color, I think it's important to just have fun. Yes. yes. Just have fun with the process. And you're already taking the step to do the visual board, mm-hmm. right? To do the digital board, the vision board of like, okay. And then just sit and feel with how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Like what are the vibes that come off the screen when you add the color in there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just take a chance and go with it. Okay. Take a chance. Like it, 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 okay. it doesn't have, it really doesn't have, I think sometimes we make it so much harder than what yeah. it really is. Yeah, we do. Totally. You know I'm what I'm saying? Head. Like we, yeah, yeah, we get in our head and we're just, it's almost like when you're painting your nails, even though, you know, you just get what, what is that called? Nail polish remover, which is simpler, mm-hmm. but it's almost the same concept. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, hmm. Let me go with something different today. Maybe I want to go like a neon yellow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel Leo-ish today. Mm-hmm. Try that with your space. Like maybe, and not, I mean, neon, if neon is your thing, go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's your space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're the one who has to live there, you're going to feel hundred percent comfortable with it, but it's okay to take chances with color. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Especially if color really makes you feel fucking amazing. Yeah. Then why are you not bringing that into your space? Let me tell you something, Julie. Julie, just go for it. Julie, as a as a person, I am a very vibrant person. I am right. Once you get to know me, I am. But it took a lot of deep digging and tapping in and realizing um, a lot of it was a safety net issue and not a real feeling safe haven or this is my environment, this is my home. So I wasn't being so vibrant even with my emotions and and my inner self in my home. Right. Or even when I dress up, you know, if you know me, you know, I like to wear the color black, right. I do. And I, yeah, I, do too. I love, I love it, but I have welcomed <laughs> a little bit more, a lot more color I have. Right. This was also a, another journey I embarked on because I wanted to be able to do, I still have my moments where I wear all black. Right. But one of the things that I'm so happy you brought it up is if I'm going to have color, then I do embark on that journey with my nails because I didn't have to just make it constantly the solid burgundy or the solid, you know, neutral. I do embark on it with my nails. You'll see me with a pink. You'll see me with a red. You see me with mm-hmm. the brighter colors. Um, I do a little bit more of that when it comes to my lipstick, my makeup. You know, you'll see me with the pop of red. You see me with that because I do feel like deep down inside, I am that vibrant person and I should be able to channel that person equally. And that's why you're feeling, else. that's why you're feeling drawn. Yes. That's why you're, you're feeling drawn to the colorful spaces yes. because it's, you're, you're, it's like your intuition, your body's like, oh, I like this. Yes. You know, exactly. So it's like, follow that yes it's telling you that for a reason yes exactly right and like like I said before it's the worst that can happen you pick something you don't like okay then you undo it yeah you undo it that's it and you try again yeah if it doesn't fit guys you undo it you redo it (laughs) um before we go into the last segment of the overdose I want you to do me a favor and just highlight a little bit more as to what you do offer with your business and your program that you have right now. Um, because with the overdose, we're definitely going to release a little bit more, but please just line a little bit of what your business offers and, um, your foundation of design program. Yes. So I, I started this foundation of design program because like we were talking about, you know, people not doing the planning work that is so necessary when it comes to decorating, Mm -hmm. right. The measuring, the laying out the furniture, the coming up with the vision that you have for your space, clearing the energy blocks in your space, 
you know, um, how to mix colors, how to match colors. And then like, because we want to jump to the shopping, we want to jump to the fun part, Mm -hmm. to the exciting part, right? But we're not putting in the work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to create a foundation that is actually going to be solid and is going to help to support your space. Mm -hmm. And so I get asked often like, oh, you know, like little decor questions of like, what color should I paint my walls? Or what is my design style? I'm like, my first thing is, okay, how do you want to feel in your space? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is the mood you want to set for your space? How do you want to use your space? How do you want your space to serve you? Because these are all the foundation questions that you have to get answered Mm -hmm. before you start even shopping. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people are making these mistakes where they're jumping the gun, they're jumping to to Z and what happened to the rest of the alphabet? You haven't even crossed those off yet, but you over there jumping to Z Mm -hmm. and it's like, and then you wonder why your space does not feel good why it feels off why Mm -hmm. you're not connected to it why no matter how many changes you make Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and it's because you haven't created a strong foundation Mm -hmm. and I was like people need this Mm. like they don't even know they need it but they need it yes because you cannot you cannot create a beautiful space that you're aligned to without having a strong foundation you can't do it Mm -hmm. because what you're going to end up with is basically those model homes that you go to that have no character no personality they're just filled with pretty things that's Mm. all it is to make you buy it you know (laughs) yeah to make you buy it but there's no personality you don't feel the person who lives it and it's intentionally done that way because they're just trying to sell it they don't want they don't want you to attach yourself to it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right but your space should be attached to you because it is an extension of you so it is you Mm mm-hmm I bought a sectional. Why, why, why do I still not feel good in this space? Like, what is going on here? How many more things do I need to change? I bought a sectional. Why is this? (laughs) I don't understand. It looks so good in the store and Mm -hmm. I brought it in here and it just doesn't feel good. I got to return it. Like, you know, there was a phase where there was that whole mob look with the brass and the gold and all of that. Imagínate yo. Yeah. You come into my house and you see a room like that. <laughs> Yo, my sister would light into me. She's like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, you know, damn well, this is not you. You know, you ain't mm-hmm. fucking bougie. First of all, you hate the color pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh if my it's God. not your yeah. lipstick, you're not wearing it. Yes. It is not in your wardrobe. You don't like the color pink. Mm-hmm. So why? Why does your space look like this? Mm-hmm. You need to return mm-hmm. this shit mm-hmm. because she knows who I am. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking at me like you played yourself. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Oh my God. We do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you doing yourself a disservice? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing your space a disservice? Because at the end of the day, your decorating is a fucking act of self-love. Yes. Yes. Mm. Because again, when we don't give, when we don't give our spaces the attention that it deserves, we're literally telling ourselves that you ain't worth this shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't worth to feel good in your space. You yes. don't love yourself enough to have a space that makes you feel amazing, that makes you smile, that you never want to leave. Mm-hmm. That you like literally spend all weekend at home and you feel amazing doing it. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. this is the space that coddles you, supports you. It is your safe haven. Absolutely. It is a, a it's Alvin Wayne, one of my favorite designers. I love, love, love him. He's like, Home decor is a love letter to yourself. And it is, that is what it is. It's an act of self-love. I love letter. I love that. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. That is so beautiful. What does your love letter look like? I want to highlight because don't get it twisted. This is not just a blink of an eye. How long does your program take? What what is the commitment you give 
to your client when it comes to your program? Um, My program is three months long. I extended it for that very reason. Yes. Yes. Because I'm like, in, initially it was five weeks. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the students went through, they were like, that's it, we're done. And I'm like, yeah, five weeks. We've been doing this five weeks. They're like, no way. No, they're like, I'm like, yes, remember we started. And they were like, oh shit, it's been five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like more expert guidance, more covering even more like other areas of the foundation of design elements that mm-hmm. you're still going to need, but also my support throughout the entire program mm-hmm. instead of just like teaching the stuff. But it's like, okay, walking you through the implementation process unique to your space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you can, I can sit here and teach you about function and flow and color schemes and right. all that technical stuff, but is it okay? How are you going to apply it to your space? Right. And it's your commitment. It's so important to me that if I'm going to make the executive decision, right. Um, pink is not my favorite color, but I like it on a blazer. I like a little pinch of it, you know, a little dose of it on a shirt, definitely on my nails is my thing. Right. And you know, the lipstick, I'll, I'll definitely take it. Somewhere inside me, I've, I've discovered, even though I don't like pink, I do like and enjoy seeing the touch of it. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, that's the reality I'm, I'm going into now that even in my space, I like, and I, I bet what you really like about it is the way it makes you feel. Yes, that is exactly what it is. It, I feel a sense of warmth. I feel a sense mm-hmm. of so, okay, before we go into overdose, but I'm going to do this because I tapped in and I tapped in really, really far. I always used to say I did the pink colors, the baby pink color on my dress on my sweet 16 and the fuchsia colors um, on my girls, right? My, my core for my mom, because my mom wanted the color and I refused and I refused to go with pink. <laughs> and I realized recently with this whole thing with the color pink, right? It's not that I didn't like the color. It's just, I was just so stuck on stupid to go against my mom mm-hmm. that I rejected it, right? Because I was like such a rebel for no reason, right? My mom, my mom's been great. It's just, you know, I was a rebel and that was it. That was just, Same it. I, was here. Just, I was very you know, rebellious. I was just a rebel. That was all it was. But when I look back at how my C16 looked, it looked beautiful. And you know what? It was probably one of the best memories of my life. And I love how I feel when I look at those pictures. I know I was innocent. I know I was like six. I, mean, I wasn't so innocent. I was a rebel. But, you know, I know I was young. I know times were different. I didn't have bills. So, of course, you know, I was so, so happy. Of but, course, we were happy. You know, <laughs> right? But the truth is, it was one of those most memorable moments of my life. I had my whole family there. I had everyone that I wanted there. It was how I felt in that moment. And I was, there was a genuine smile at the young age of 16 something that today the reality is a lot of 16 year olds don't have happiness they are not in a good space even at that young age right and so to realize that and to realize that I did enjoy seeing the color pink and how it made me feel I'm realizing now having tapped into that having dug real deep into that where where it was that I was feeling this rejection towards that color um and realizing that I do welcome it and realizing that I do want to see it it's a reality to really get to know myself like that. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to share that. Yeah, I'm, I'm confessing here all, all things. Like, it's just, it's crazy right now for me. But <laughs> I wanted to share that because I wanted to serve the purpose of just how intentional I know you put your work in. For me, decorating is my, is how I heal the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heal yes. people through their environment, mm-hmm. you know, and that I don't take lightly because. Right. 
like I mentioned before, our community, a lot of us are going through so much shit right now. And mm. we've been going through it throughout generations. Yes. You know, and, and those of us who, who choose not to heal or who choose not to do the work will continue to go through mm-hmm. a lot of these issues and it'll just keep, you know, circulating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the reason why I remember in the beginning of my career, like there was, you know, people who were not of color, people who were not black, who would reach out to me and I didn't want to work with them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm like, you have so many people you could choose from. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to work with my community mm-hmm. because I connect to my community. I understand them. I know what it's like to grow up as a person of color, Yeah, to grow, grow up as a black person. I know what that feels like. Yeah, it is. And I think it's okay to also for your own process, because like you said, this is part of your healing and healing the world. And it's part of what your experience is too in your journey. I think it also has to compliment you, right? I think it has to reward you too. And that's fair. I really hope everyone who has tuned into this episode has taken the notes. Um, and if you have more questions or you're interested in the program, you're going to have it in the show notes because that's what I do. And it's the right <laughs> thing to do to make you guys life easy. All right. So we're going to go into the last segment then we're going to wrap up. Um, so in the overdose, it's either we go on a quick rant on something we are overjoyed with or something we are completely over it. And I definitely already came with the spirit of wanting to share something that I was very happy with. Um, but if there's something that you want to go on a rant and just, you know, just be like I'm over the shit oh that's okay too or if you want to share something that you're overjoyed with you can I'm gonna do both and I'm gonna tie it to the core if you've been following me for a minute you know I'm so over been over never been attached to farmhouse design so over it don't even want to talk about it moving on if you don't know what it is google it that's it I'm not giving it no more energy (laughs) one thing that I'm overjoyed with is I am really overjoyed with the fact that we are finally getting our our due flowers in the industry. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, like designers and decorators of color, black designers, black decorators, like we are finally, people are finally recognizing that we are a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And we come with a different spin. We come with a different connection. We come mm-hmm. with a different outlook on design, something that is actually rich, something that makes you feel something, something that is that takes you out of that bland environment, that cookie cutter, so overdone spaces that it's just so repetitive. And it's just like, again, like, can we get creative here? Mm -hmm. Like we are bringing that special sauce because it's who we are. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got the special sauce. We do it in everything. We do it in entertainment. We do it in design. We do it everything we touch because it's who we are. It's in our DNA, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Finally, people are starting to see. I mean, we've always been here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, it's true. Just we're finally being brought out to the light. And, and I think that that's probably one of the only things that came out of that good things that came out of the whole Black Lives Matter movement and the whole George Floyd thing is now you know how Black businesses were highlighted, even though we've been mm-hmm. here since the beginning mm-hmm. of fucking time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. now you're here. I've been here, bitch. Like, I've been yes. here for forever. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's one of the only good things that came out of it, came out mm-hmm. of that whole movement. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so now I finally get seen. I finally get recognized. I finally get mm-hmm. this recognition of like, but I've always been here. So it's mm-hmm. like people are now understanding that it's okay to live in colorful spaces. It's okay to have our spaces be, you know, a reflection of us. It's okay for us to actually take chances in our spaces and be bold about it. 
Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't have to go and do the norm. We don't have to do the whites and the grays and the beiges. And I mean, if mm-hmm. that's what you love, great. But if that's not what you love, there are other options for you. Yes. Yes. I do want to go ahead and just um, share what I am overjoyed with. And it's not going to be a rant because I'm in a very good mood today. (laughs) What I am overjoyed with is this weather. And the reason why is because I am learning more and more how great it is to disconnect and continue to disconnect from social media. I did it in the the cruise that I went to, which I did share on this platform, but I've continued it. I'm actually learning how to go outside and enjoy going for a walk. I'm enjoying the sunlight. I am continuing that and I'm committing to that over and over again for me. And I am making it my business too, and my commitment these days. I mean, I'm very overjoyed with it that if I see a friend who is struggling with that, that I am going to extend that hand for them because right now I am at an overflow right now. I have that, that liquid gold mm-hmm. and I'm at the overflow and it, I'm pouring into myself and I can pour into the other person. And I'm self-aware enough to know that I can. Yep. That's the key component. And I'm just in a very good space. And I wanted to be able to just share that with the world, my little double dose of raw talk <laughs> world and my listeners. Um, and I just, I'm overjoyed. And I encourage everyone to do that. If you know you're at that overflow, if you know you're in a really good space and you know you can pour into someone else, do so. Being very self-aware with your wellness, do so. It's okay to do it when you know you can. Exactly. And that's it on my overdose rant, overjoyment. Uh, Julie, could you please tell my listeners where they can follow you and find you and support you and check out your business? Uh, thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Julie A. Jameson. My website is redoyourroomonline.com. Um, because there was the whole rebranding thing that took place, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is another rant, but anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and then you can also find me on Pinterest. So I am at redo Y R O because the redo your room online name is too long for Pinterest. I don't know why, okay. <laughs> but those are like my okay. two go-to places. You know, we keep it simple over redo your room online.com. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. A whole Pinterest. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Whole Pinterest. I'm here for this. Pinterest. I'm Whole telling Pinterest. you, Julie shares her gems. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I love it here. Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for coming on this platform and having this conversation having me. with me. And I really hope my listeners take all of this episode in and check you out um, a little bit. Respectfully, her website and her business, not check her out. Um, but, you know, <laughs> she, she fly and all, but, you know, I mean, her business. Like it, like it, like it. Yes, um, but, um, you know, if you're going to invest in yourself and your self-love and your space and your energy, your environment, consider Julie Jameson. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. And as always, this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I'm your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.